0: Well, it's an exciting week. Like I said before, if uh, you were not here when I mentioned it, it's Acts 29 Sunday. And uh, come on, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, We need to be excited about it because uh, a lot of times what happens, we get really excited about when something is done for us, right? Uh, We're like, thank you, man, that's awesome. But there is nothing that fills us more that we're able to pour out and make a difference in somebody else's life and so acts 29 was birthed out of a belief that when we look at the book of acts there's 28 chapters and listen you can study the bible for 20 30 40 50 years you can study it all your life but if you don't put it into practice it doesn't do you any good And we don't need to be a people who is gathering in a building to hear about the word of God and then that's where it ends, but that that word penetrates and pierces our heart in such a way that it affects every relationship outside of here. That it impacts the communities we live in, the world that God has placed us in, that we were called to be salt and light. Man, that's good, right? Come on. That's what I'm talking about. So I was thinking about Acts 29, though. I get energized. I even, like, practice new dance moves and everything, you know, for uh, Acts 29. And that's hard because I got a lot of them. But reality is I love it. I get energized. I get pumped up. I get ready. There's just so much energy. You know the problem, though, with Acts 29? It's a moment. It's an event. And it's a good one. I'm not lying. It's good. But it's over in a few hours. And today we're going to look at something that Jesus teaches us that goes beyond a moment. It goes beyond a few hours. And it allows us to embrace what he desires us to, to have and embody beyond this moment. You know, we're going to talk about serving today. We're going to talk about serving like Jesus today. And as we do, it's it's interesting that um, when we talk about serving, just just think for yourself: how much do I consider serving? How much do I give thought to, man? How am I serving? And I think that the the church in general struggles with serving not because people don't desire to, but because life is so busy. We, We are consumed with things so much that we have very little freedom or opportunity to do the things sometimes that are most important because we have all these other things that we have given ourselves to. And what's critical is that we take a moment in time and reassess life and say, God, help me to reprioritize and reorder so that I'm doing the right things in the right place at the right time. Today, we're going to look at serving like Jesus. And I'm going to read to you some passages that will honestly, they're going to blow your mind. You may have read them before. It's going to blow your mind again because they're counterintuitive. I say that really, honestly, they're counterintuitive. When we talk about serving today, it's not something that people get around tables and go, man, I just can't wait to go serve somebody. It's not something we do, but Jesus demonstrates this in an incredible way. So we're gonna press into it today. In the first passage, I wanna read It's in matthew chapter 20 verses 20 to 28 it says this then the mother of zebedee's sons came to jesus with her sons and knelt down to make a request of him just think if if you're going to make a request of jesus what would you ask well if you're a mom this is probably (laughs) this may be what you would ask jesus says what do you want he asked She answered, declare that in your kingdom, one of these two sons of mine will sit at your right hand and the other at your left. He says, you do not know what you are asking, Jesus replied. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? We are able, the brothers answered. You will indeed drink my cup, Jesus said, but to sit on my right or left is not mine to grant. These seats belong to those whom the father has prepared for them. When they heard about this, they were, when the 10 heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. But Jesus called them aside and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over it and their superiors exercise authority over them. Listen, this is a big statement. It shall not be this way among you. We're not to be like the world around us. So what does he institute? He says this, instead, whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must first be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Did I tell you? This is going to blow your mind. He says the greatest is the least. The servant is the one who he calls us to be. And yet it's all counterintuitive within our culture. And so I want to look at four things that are critical as we look at what Jesus was teaching. The first one is that serving like Jesus begins with cultivating a servant's heart. It begins with cultivating a servant's heart because I I think about moments like today and we can all rally around an event and I love doing it. It's good. We have over 80 volunteers just to, to put this event on today. 80 volunteers. But the reality is after this, we move on and we just do life, right? And he says, what's going to be critical is beyond an event, beyond an occasion where you have to serve, he says, what I want to do is cultivate a servant's heart. And that's what he was teaching. I think it's funny here that the the 10 disciples were looking at the other two and listening to what the mom was asking Jesus, and it says they were indignant. And I think about that, and I think, why were they indignant? Why were they upset? I think because they were upset they didn't get to ask first. You're like, have you ever had that happen where you're thinking, man, I had, to, I had to ask this person for this thing and somebody gets in front of you and they ask and they give it to them and you're like, man, I could have had that. But I didn't ask, I didn't ask first. And here, it wasn't they were indignant because they were humble servants, you know, just more godly. No, I think they were indignant because they wanted to ask first. And so we get in this situation and we learn that Jesus stops them and he says, it's not about my right or my left hand, it's about the posture of your heart. The posture of our heart usually is we want to be propped up. We want us to be seen as someone special. And God says the most special people, the greatest people are the servants, the ones who are willing to serve those around them. And what's amazing is he demonstrates this through his own life. The truth is I don't need more help thinking about myself. I do that pretty good truth is, you do too. We all think about ourselves quite a bit. What we need help with is thinking of others. And Jesus lived this out. He modeled it. And then he gives the disciples this incredible picture of what this looks like. And I want to give you another passage of Scripture that allows you to see it. As we talk about a picture and we talk about sometimes our ability to see ourselves primarily, not secondarily, I would liken it to this. Have you ever had a group photo taken? Everybody gets everybody together and uh, they take a photo. And then after it's taken, you go, hey man, can you you send me that? That's the way it happens now. We don't like develop film and all of this. We just send digital images. And so they send it to you and what do you do? You get it on your phone, you look at it and you go, who's the first person you look at? You have 20 people in that picture and I'm telling you, I know who you're looking at. You're looking at you. It's just what happens, so we look at it, and then what's our first response? Oh, I look terrible. (laughs) I look terrible, oh my goodness. Can we take another picture? (laughs) I was blinking, or I have that weird look on my face. Listen, that's you. (laughs) I keep telling my wife, I said, I'm not photogenic. She just says, the the camera don't lie. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. What are you looking for? I go, I don't know, but it ain't that. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Snap. I want you to see that we have no problem thinking of ourselves and Jesus takes this and he turns it around and he helps us think different he gives us this posture that he wants us to embrace that's distinct that it stands out you'll be able to tell this in a crowd somebody who thinks about others first someone who serves instead of looks to be served and we'll see this in John chapter 13. I wanna to read to you this passage, because man, it, it's, it's good. I told you there were a couple passages that will blow your mind. This one, Jesus is just about uh, ready to make his journey to the cross. They're, they're celebrating Passover, and it's, they remember what happened? He, he, he tells the guys that the upper room's gonna be prepared, go and find this place. Well, they, they find this place to observe the Lord's uh, Supper, the Passover, and as they do, Jesus, in the middle of that moment, teaches them a lesson they would never forget. And here we get it in John chapter 13 and verses 1 to 17. It's a beautiful uh, story, so let me just read it. It was now just before the Passover feast, and Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the very end. The evening meal was underway, and the devil was already put into the heart of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had delivered all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from supper, and he laid aside his outer garment, and he wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to dry them with the towel that was around him and he came to Simon Peter who asked him Lord are you going to wash my feet and Jesus replied you do not realize now what I am doing but later you will understand Peter says never shall you wash my feet Peter told him and Jesus answered unless I wash your feet you have no part of me then the Lord then Lord Simon Peter replied not only my feet but my hands and my head as well And Jesus told him, whoever has already bathed needs only to wash his feet and he will be completely clean. And you are clean though not all of you, for he knew knew who would betray him. This is why he said, not all of you are clean. This is, I want you to, that was kind of leading in. I wanted you to understand the story. What's the context? And like I said, When we read scripture, it can never mean what it never meant. So you understand the context of what's happening. So listen to these next verses, powerful. When Jesus had washed their feet, he put on his outer garments and he reclined with them at a table and he asked, do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, because I am. So if I, the Lord and the teacher have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example so that you should do as I have done for you. Truly, truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master and no messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Jesus, again, gives this picture to the disciples that he wanted them to get. And sometimes we, we remember, we don't remember words well, but we remember pictures well. And Jesus was a master at telling stories and giving pictures. And those disciples would never forget that moment when he says, you rightfully say this, I am your teacher, I'm your Lord, but I'm gonna demonstrate something that you will never forget. I am gonna humble myself and I am gonna wash your feet. You see, in that culture, that was relegated to the servant of the house or the person of the lowest social class. But remember, they had a, they had a room that was kind of borrowed, it was set aside, there was nobody there to wash their feet, going all day long, walking on these dusty trails, wearing cool sandals. What's it, what do you wanna do? Do you wanna humble yourself, get down there and wash somebody else's feet? Yeah, that's what you wanna do. No, that was for the lowest. And Jesus put this towel around him and he began this time where he served the disciples in this very humble way. And what we learn here is this, I think, I think this is critical, and I want you to get it. Jesus was secure in who he was. He says, you call me Lord, you call me master, and you say this, and it is true. And I want you to hear this, when we serve others, we don't, humility isn't losing our identity. We can be humble because of our identity. We don't have to try to be someone great, we are someone great because he has made us great, his child. The greatness is in our identity that we have with jesus i want you to hear this statement kind of take it away with you true greatness is achieved not by the positions we hold but the people we serve think about it because we look for positions and jesus calls us to serve people true greatness is not achieved by the positions we hold, but the people we serve. We need to do that well. Man, I'm gonna rock through the next three here. They're shorter, but they're they're important. So I want you to get it. The second one is this, not just do we have to have the right heart posture, because that will transcend an event, but Jesus also says that we need to take initiative serving like Jesus involves taking initiative Jesus you know in this situation there was nobody else he didn't wait for the right time or the right person or say hey uh why don't you why don't you wash everybody's feet they would have said sure yeah, yeah I'll do it no he took initiative he stepped into a moment And I think sometimes serving what happens within our culture is we watch to see if anybody's going to fill the position. Is the sign-up sheet full? And he says, no, don't wait for that. Step into it. We have been cultivating a culture here at Grace Chapel. And I wanna say we have one of the best serving churches I've ever been a part of. I've never been a part of a church that serves more than Grace Chapel, never, hands down. But we are not gonna sit or recline with that in mind. We are gonna continue to cultivate a culture because it's a belief that will slip away if we allow it to. We need to continue to cultivate that into our culture as a church. And in order to do so, it takes initiative. It's very funny, sometimes when we talk about serving, we think, I hope somebody does that. That would be great for so-and-so. And And the first thing that we need to do is, is come before the Lord and say, God, do you want me to do this? Is this what I need to step into? And if you're unsure, I had somebody one year, it was funny, we did a a ministry fair and they came out of there, they were so jacked up and they said, listen, I just signed up for the worship team. I said, man, that's awesome. I'm thrilled. Do you play an instrument? He said, no. Can you sing? No. Well, then I'm gonna serve you by telling you, you probably have another place that God wants to pour you out for your benefit and the benefit of everybody else. (laughs) But I I love the fact that they were willing to step in. Step in, initiate, don't wait. I'm talking about in the church and outside the church, we need to be initiators of a servant's heart. The next thing is this, not only does serving like Jesus take initiative Serving like Jesus will cost you something. You ever notice that serving opportunities don't usually happen at the most optimal times? Yeah, it's like you're driving by that person that's broken down and you're like, man, that's a bummer. Hope somebody stops. I know we have to be careful. Let me just say that in our culture, just be careful. You don't stop for everybody in every situation. But does it cross our minds that maybe we could be of assistance? You see, oftentimes serving could cost us time. It could cost us resource. It could cost us comfort. It could cost us convenience. And Jesus in this situation, you want to talk about not an optimal time? He's about ready to make his journey to the crossings. You know, the last thing he's thinking about is, you know what? Our feet are dirty. We gotta scrub them up, make them look good, make you feel good. No, that was not optimal, but there was a moment that Jesus wanted to teach them a lesson and it wasn't an optimal moment, but it was an important moment. And we have to make sure that we're not waiting for all the stars to align or this feeling that we get, oh, I mm, think God's leading me. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we invest in serving and let God detour you off that? Instead of wait for some fuzzy feeling that sometimes happens or doesn't happen when we think of serving, I'm just waiting for God to give me clarity. All right, let me tell you how that works. Sign up and ask him to clear up if he doesn't want you to be a part of it. That's what I'm talking about. That's clarity. That'll change the way you think. Have a posture in your heart of serving. Take initiative. Realize it will cost you something. We live in a culture that is so busy, sometimes they don't have a chance to do the things their heart longs for and God created us for. Is it not true? Tell me I'm wrong. We need to breathe long enough to realize that the the most important aspects of godliness need to have space to be expressed. And Jesus says the greatest is a servant. God help us to serve well. Last thing, I'll leave with this. Serving like Jesus produces blessing. Produces blessing. He says those people will be blessed in doing this. It's crazy, but it's true. It's counterintuitive. Our culture says that the pinnacle of success is climbing the ladder so that your position is such that people serve you. Are you with me? That's what it is, you climb it, and now you're important. When I say something, people jump. And Jesus says this, the ladder is different in the kingdom of God. The the greatest is a servant and that It's not about having others serve you that you find blessing. It's when you serve others that you find blessing. It's when you pour yourself out and you say, God, use me. Use me for your kingdom. Use me, Father. I don't know if there's anything greater than knowing that God used you in the life of someone else. I've given my life to that. I've given my life to invest in people because there is no greater thing that I have experienced in life than loving people and serving people. Oh, my life isn't about this. This is a small little portion. It's about the everyday working alongside of people and walking with people in their journey of life and serving them like Jesus served them. We need to do that as a culture, as a people. Remember, the church is not a place we attend, it's a people that we are. And so let us be a serving people. And today is just an example of it. It's a cool example. I call it a springboard to push us in that direction. So let me leave you with these three key things. Serving like Jesus begins by cultivating a servant's heart. Serving like Jesus requires taking initiative and serving like Jesus produces blessing. And remember true greatness. It's not about the positions we hold, but the people we serve. Let's do this and let's do it well. Are you ready? Who's ready to serve? (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, I I just, uh, I think we can continue to grow this. Love it. So let's just commit it to the Lord, okay? Father, this morning, Our desire is to reflect the heart of Jesus. You are the one who gives us breath in our lungs, as we sung about today. You are the one who has given us every ability that we have, every passion that we possess. God, you have given us all of these things. May we use them for your kingdom and not just our own selves to consume them amongst ourselves. Father, may we express them and love others with the gifts, the abilities, the talents, and the passions that you've given us. May we reflect the heart of Jesus. Let today just be a a beautiful moment. May you smile upon this day because it's not about us. It's not about us. And we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen.